unfortunately learned some pretty negative things about how to go through life. And if you are a leader in a, a sort of a, a business world, a stressed and anxious leader, then unfortunately you get less respect and people you get less people wanting to follow you. Don't you? So um, let's say you are going through a stressful time. And as we know from Sean Aker, um, uh, in particular with Sean Aker and his studies uh, on happiness and stress, we know that short bouts of stress, of course, are actually quite good for you. Yo, Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Than Yesterday. Welcome to the interview sessions where I put my curious questions to inspiring people with one goal in mind to help you be better than you were yesterday in your heart and in your mind. Today on episode 117, I am joined by David Florence. A few years back, David was on a night out with work colleagues. He took a bang to the head and he lost several hours of the night. However, that bang to the head served as a catalyst for this continued self-improvement of improving David's mental and physical health. He has been documenting his journey as he experiments with a number of tools and techniques to help him in his uh, physical and mental um, improvement. He documents that on the Evolution of Dave YouTube channel. He is a health and wellness consultant and a breathwork coach. He has uh, an amazing story to tell. I really hope that it inspires your own journey in some way, helping you be better in your heart, in your mind, in your body. I just want to thank Web Creation. These interview sessions are brought to you by our great friends at Web Creation. Head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at sensible prices. And just lastly, before we dive into the interview with David Florence, please head over to Facebook. Make sure you're part of our Always Better Than Yesterday Facebook community. We are always better than yesterday. We'd love to have you come and grow with us every single day. That's enough from me. Let's dive into episode 117 with David Florence. Always love. David Florence, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me here. I love that. In the last year, have you evolved at a, a faster pace? <laughs> Um, well, actually, yes, probably that is the case. Um, uh, there's so much I could I could chuck in at this point, but even in the last mm-hmm. month, there has been an extra bit of evolving, uh, albeit subtle, and I don't want to overplay this bit, but um, I've been the guinea pig for a product called NMN. Have you ever come across that before? No, I'd love to hear more about it. So as we age... As we go through this decrepitude that we all experience, um, one of the things that degrades and reduces is something called NAD. Now, NAD is a molecule connected to sirtuins. Sirtuins are what are known as the longevity genes. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bit of excitement in the market at the moment for what are called NAD boosters, of which mm-hmm. NMN is one of them. And uh, I had a lady on my channel, Dr. Elena Serenova, who is the founder of NMN Bio, who approached me and said, do you want to give this a go? 
and then report your findings on your channel, which is exactly what I've been doing. And so the, the idea with this is that because you're boosting something that uh, you will lose actually from about the age 30 onwards, mm -hmm. um, that you will theoretically start to notice increased energy levels. Uh, it, 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 it's essentially a way of um, cellular renewal. Um, it uh, increases bone density, for example. Um, people in older years, sort of, you know, 70, 80, 90, are noticing that they can move with a little bit more fluidity. Mm. So it's, it, I'm reticent to going over the top with my experience at this point, but I definitely, uh, I was saying to, to um, Elena yesterday that um, it feels like my brain has had a bit of a cool breeze rushing through it. <laughs> it feels like, and bearing in mind, obviously, with, with less, much less hair than you, I feel the cool breeze externally quite a bit. But this was internal, and it was almost like dormant parts of the mm. brain had suddenly awakened. Mm, anyway, again, I'm trying that. to downplay it. <clears throat> what a segue! What a segue! I, I've been um, I've been really doubling down on Wim Hof at the moment, and as a way of looking after myself. And I've been having a cold shower every day. Is that keeping me younger? Is that stopping me from aging? Uh, well. The, that is a very good question. Yes, it is, but not on its own. And neither is it mm. a panacea for life, obviously, um, <laughs> as in life enhancement. If, I mean, you know as well as I do that my journey started with a bang to the head, um, literally and figuratively, that caused me to think and act differently the very next day. And I wanted to be a better version of myself and hence why I went on this journey. And the first thing that I jumped into was the cold. It was winter. And I wanted to experience some form of shock therapy. I, um, so with mm. the Wim Hof method, a lot of people take it easy and rightly so. That's how they should do it. I didn't. Um, I just went full on cold. And as soon as I had a few cold showers, I wanted to take the hose in the garden because I wanted <laughs> it, And it sounds terrible, but I wanted the pain. I wanted uh, I, I was shocked to the, to the extent that um uh, how I'd acted previously was not who I wanted to be. And so therefore almost mm. I wanted to shed my skin mm. by using the cold therapy. Of course, with the Wim Hof method, you combine uh, the cold with a particular kind of breathing. And this breathing, I, talk, I spoke earlier about waking up dormant parts of my brain, that really does do it. And what's interesting is in, in the early part of my journey, let me just I know that this is only a audio, but still, <laughs> be nice if you could see a little bit more of me. Um, so you get a measure of who I am. I've for some reason dropped the camera slightly, so I'm, I, I now look like I'm four foot tall. Anyway, um, that I had previously assumed that this sudden insatiable appetite for learning, this sudden surge of energy and excitement for a new path, a new um, journey, was because of a bang to, of bang to the head. I genuinely mm. thought a bit like those idiot savants that you hear about where somebody gets a bang to the head and all of a sudden they become this incredible mm. artist. I thought that's what was going on, something similar. I wasn't becoming an amazing artist, by the way. I just thought that, that, that that's what had happened cognitively and something had changed. 
I've since learned through delving much deeper into breath work, becoming qualified and, and learning various other techniques that actually there's enough research to prove that this breath work, um, especially the, the Wim Hof style of breathing, which is derived from Tuma and Pranayama, um, which is quite forced, um, mm -hmm. it is known to do such things, the intermittent hypoxic bit, which is where you do the exhale breath hold yep. after doing inhale exhale, um, that is known to uh, improve spatial memory, for example. Mm. So it is now known that by doing that kind of breath work, you are effectively lighting up a few more neurons, um, yes. getting things working again. So if you're doing that, if you're combining the breath work with the cold therapy, you yeah. will start to experience some interesting feelings. Love that. Let's talk about the bang on the head. I'd love to know a bit about what, what happened. Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> I had been running with a friend, a small recruitment business. And I'd been doing that for years. And in the back of my mind, always knowing that wasn't me. You know, mm. it was I just kept on going because I, like a lot of people, I thought, well, that's me. That's my life now. That's the job that I've chosen. And having a business for myself made it slightly more interesting because there were a few other things, external factors that you had to be mindful of. I didn't really like managing others. That wasn't what I was good at. Um, anyway, we had a particularly bad year. Uh, part of it um, was down to a really interesting period where we had a fraudulent member of staff that cost us a lot of money. But really, the, the, the poor state of the business was down to us. And I suppose we just our heart wasn't in it. And you know, as well as mm -hmm. I do, that if you're going to make something of a business, you need something extra driving it, that passion, yep. which neither of us really had. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, it came to the end of the year and we always had a Christmas party and we would uh, invite a whole load of other uh, self-employed people and business owners that we knew that were friends that every year we had a proper blast. Anyway, we, mm -hmm. we fully went for it. And I think I indulged far more than I ever had done that year. Part of it, I think I was encouraged by some younger folk. <laughs> and um, I was kind of almost resurrecting this old moniker of mine called Vodka Dave that I had in my twenties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I was enjoying myself, but yeah, I obviously enjoyed myself too much. And I lost about five or six hours in the night. I don't know what happened, but I uh, was found by the side of the road um, and I remember sitting with my feet in the road. People were walking past me in the morning and constantly tapping me on the shoulder to ask if I was all right. And this weird state that I was in, I was turning back to them saying, yeah, of course, I'm fine. Why are you asking? Stupid question. You know, just genuinely thought, well, of course I'm all right. I'm just sitting here. Not really associating mm. the fact that I'm sitting on the curb and it's six o'clock in the morning. I'm in my yeah. smart clothes. Anyway, yeah, probably some time passes, uh, ambulance turns up paramedic gets out and i first ask him oh are you lost can i help you <laughs> and, and of course yeah. he then gets his phone out takes a photograph of my face and says no sir we're here for you i then see the image and realize i've got blood all over my face and, oh, wow. and something has happened i still don't know to this day what's happened but either way i regard this experience as hugely positive now my wife didn't at the time because she didn't know where i was uh, I was obviously discovered back at hospital and she wasn't very happy, understandably. Uh, we had a young son at the time, still do. He's, he's growing, he's six. And it was just the next day when I had that, that moment of clarity of 
that's not how a husband or father should act. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter whether it, it was not that bad. You know, in some men's eyes, that, that wasn't a bad night. But in my eyes, I thought, no, you know, that's what I used to do when I was in sure. my twenties. Um, yeah, so it, it, it ended up being a catalyst for this huge change. Um, mm. So I view it now as, as positive. I'm very grateful for it because it was that shock to the system, which is quite often what we all need mm. to suddenly set us on this new path. And that's when I thought, right, let's figure some stuff out. I'm going to yep. find a way of enhancing my physical and mental health. Uh, and the Wim Hof was the first of the practices that I tried. I love that. Where did you go next? Well, the Wim Hof method, uh, as I've described, is, is breathwork, partly breathwork based. And with the breathwork, you definitely go, and I, I did, you go through these very high highs initially because you're, you're affecting your things like your CO2 and O2 levels. You're developing a tolerance to higher levels of CO2. You're creating these gas exchanges in the body. Uh, and of course, you're flooding the system with a lot of the positive neurochemicals like dopamine, serotonin, et cetera, et cetera. You're also um, experimenting with higher levels of cortisol and adrenaline. As we inhale, we our heart rate increases, our blood pressure increases every time we inhale. Um, so with this kind of forced breathing, you're effectively creating quite a lot of energy inside. And as your body changes and adapts, um, you go through these. I remember these moments in the kitchen where I'd be on such a high. It felt like um, uh, the early years of raving that I used to take part in mm. going to berlin and ibiza and you know those kind of highs so um uh, that got me really excited and wanting more and to delve into other stuff and at the same time i decided i'm going to create a youtube channel to chronicle my journey and i called it evolution of dave or evolution of dave and what was great about that was that people kept chiming in with ideas hey dave have you tried the five tibetan rites which is a, um, a very simple yoga routine that I still do every morning. Um, or somebody will say, uh, have you tried intermittent fasting? Which of course is still something I still do. Um, uh, you know, just chucking ideas. Uh, well, typically 16, eight. Um, but I, I now mix it up because mm. Thursday and Friday, I am a gardener, but I'm very mm. much employed for the physical laboring side. I'm by no means an Alan Titchmarsh. Uh, you know, my knowledge of gardening <laughs> is pretty terrible. However, yeah. what I am capable of doing um, and enjoy doing is moving stuff around, digging, getting a mattock to the earth. I, and I love getting my hands in the earth and just, you know, uh, using my body in mm. that push pull lifting fashion that we should be using it. So on those days, I don't fast. I've realized now I tried it. Um, and although obviously in your fasted state, you can get that human growth hormone. Uh, mm. So it's great to exercise in the mornings after doing eight hours of what essentially is, is in endurance, really, you, you do need, or I need not everybody, but I need fuel. I've got a high metabolic rate. So therefore I've had to adjust my fasting to incorporate that. Um, but, but the fasting for me is, is like a lot of the stuff that I do very much a game changer um i'm sure you've had lots of people on your channel that speak speak very highly of fasting but it it um it it made a very big difference to my life 
least of all, it means from an amusing perspective that you can have a little bit more naughty food and get away with it because <laughs> you give your, your body time to digest it. I'm just drinking some bone broth yeah. actually right now with various bits of pieces inside, which is very nice. I love that. I love that you just you just you're embodying this this journey that you're on and and uh, and I love the the tagline of you know as I grow as I evolve you will you will too yeah, and so, yeah yeah and, you know I, I love the fact that you're quite clear I'm not your guru I'm I'm, I'm not your guru mm-hmm. but as I evolve you will too and um, what are some of the the crazy things that you've tried over the years? Well. Um... Yeah, the, just to go back to that before I move on to the crazy things, and there aren't that many crazy things really, but but certainly my mind has opened to what I had mm-hmm. previously consumed woo-woo, mm-hmm. I no longer do. I, I'm very open to all different ideas. And um, so that, yeah, as I evolve, so will you, and especially the whole, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a guru, I don't consider myself that, but what I do consider is somebody that's chosen a path, a journey. Mm-hmm. And I know that, if some of this works for me, it's going to work for some others out there. It's got to, hasn't it? Um, you know, I'm, I'm 47. Um, I don't, I've never considered age and a, a factor anyway, which I guess helps, but I feel, move, get excited as if I'm much younger, as in, <laughs> you know, before, before I went down the route of doing something that I really didn't like doing this, this new journey, this new path has totally changed how I, enact with the world and the people around me and 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 things like that so going back to uh, some what other people might consider crazy you know i um uh, quite often walk around in barefoot in the middle of winter in the woods and i'll just be in my shorts Mm -hmm. and i might lay on the earth amongst the trees i mean earlier today i had this wonderful moment i was walking winston who quite often appears in my videos actually he needs a new channel for himself yeah, i think um, yeah. uh, and he probably gets a bit cheesed off with me uh taking my attention away from him <laughs> by using technology yeah. uh but i was walking through the woods and by the way i spend a lot of time in the woods i, I exercise there i walk there I, I i don't like using gyms which is rather handy now isn't it um mm. so if I, I walk through the woods if i can see um a, a nice strong branch i use it as a pull-up bar Mm -hmm. if i see a log on the floor then i'll pick it up and i'll do some squats um uh and i was walking past uh, a tree earlier today this is the woo woo stuff by the way yeah which i would never have considered before yep i now regularly put my hands on trees (laughs) and give them a good Mm -hmm. feel i uh and what was really cool about today was i had my hands on the tree and i could feel a knock echoing mm. up and down the trunk mm. and i knew what it was instantly it was above it was it was a bit slightly windy and one of the branches were knock, knocking against another tree it was nothing woo woo about it it was nothing yeah. but at the same time it yeah. felt like i could sense the tree's heartbeat and mm. obviously mm. i knew it wasn't that but at the same time just it it brought this lovely connection between my hands and nature mm. and just having my you know, again, the reason why I love gardening, of course, is just just having your na- hands touch the earth, trees, plants, and and I think there's something in that. There's, you know, there's a lot of energy to be consumed with with our electromagnetic bodies. Mm. Sorry, you were going to say? 
No, I was just I was just going to ask you why why did you feel compelled to touch three? And I think you've answered that question. That I think there is something around this this oneness. I think there's a reason why it pains people to live in inner cities for too long. I think there's there's pain on our on our soul, which craves to be at one with. And whether that sounds woo woo or, or not, I think it's just natural human nature. Yeah. So I, I run a little course now. And one of the things I was telling people to do and to try was something called a, a breath walk. Mm. And I was saying there's something really interesting that when you walk in nature, even just walking in nature, something beautiful happens, especially when you don't have your phone on you. You're not distracted mm. by distractions, mm. you know. Um, you you remove the tech and you do it deliberately. Leave the phone, everything at home, walk in nature. That in itself is wonderful mm. and will bring many benefits. If you then further add uh, breathing to a rhythm, so let's say 4-4, four, four. so in for four seconds, out for four seconds, using your nose only, mm. that 4-4 four, four rhythm creates a balance in your autonomic nervous system your autonomic nervous system does everything automatically your heart rate blood pressure etc etc so it, mm -hmm. it develops this heart coherence they call it so there's just this breathing in a very fluid fashion without a pause at either in the end of the inhale or exhale you just you know you're breathing in a cyclical fashion and then what you do once you've got that rhythm of the four seconds in four seconds out you then align it you marry it with your footsteps mm. so your footsteps therefore sync to your breathing and you could take it further so you, you could at the same time um especially if you're out, out in nature mm -hmm. uh you could start to make use of your senses so you then focus on the sounds you can hear or the smells and what happens is that we all, as you know, and you will have spoken about this a lot, I know, um, we all suffer the negative side effects of having a prefrontal cortex. We <laughs> suffer the monkey mind chatter. Mm. And by focusing on the breath, by focusing on aligning it with the, the footsteps, by focusing on our senses, we eventually experience something called transient hypofrontality, where the prefrontal cortex slows down and all of a sudden things just seem a little bit lighter you you feel a bit more relaxed and what's it really interesting is that the earth's magnetic field and this is where we're going to get slightly heavy on the woo woo mm. is 7.8 hertz and of course our bodies are made of water so it makes sense to assume that they are also an electromagnetic body you know it, mm -hmm. it, it, it stands to reason our brain wave patterns that run from theta, alpha, delta, gamma, those heightened states, there is a border between the alpha and the theta brainwave patterns that is also 7.8 hertz, which is why when you walk in nature, there is a point mm. at which, so long as you haven't been distracted by children or your phone or whatever, mm. when, when the, the two align. Mm. And of course, when you're breathing and you're making use of your senses, that's why you get this sort of heightened association feeling with with mm. with nature and um and, and my limited understanding there are there are foods like natural foods that have this <laughs> vibrational energy to them too yeah absolutely um 
I, I, that that unfortunately is an area where I also have limited understanding. But yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure in my gardening job, I'm quite often in touch with those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, by the way, that NAD um, that we spoke about earlier is in every single cell. So mm. including plants, including, you know, everything that has a cell has an NAD molecule in it, uh, mm. regenerating the cell. So uh, interesting powerful. stuff. Your, your YouTube channel, you talked about it briefly. It's called The Evolution of Dave. And it's obviously as you evolve, then you're your watches where you've had nearly a million views on all your videos why do you think that is uh yes i think in all honesty the wim hof method stuff that i've done is what still draws a lot of my audience mm -hmm. um there was one particular video that just by chance by luck went viral and there's another one that also kind of got close i suppose but but um so i think that's it and then i because I, I don't wear a mask, I, I, I train to be an actor. So it took me a while to stand in front of a camera and just be myself because I was mm -hmm. used to many, many years ago. I haven't acted for a long, long time. I was used to wearing a mask. And I suppose people like the fact that I am just me. There's no BS. It's just me, my dog. And then I'm speaking mm -hmm. to the camera saying, right, this has worked. Uh, for me and and here's some do's and don'ts you know with this idea yep. uh, and then more recently i've been interviewing various people that are experts in their field that, that just bring more knowledge to the channel give me more knowledge so i can pass it on to either my one-to-one -one, yep. uh, customers or my my course participants so yeah unless it's winston of course it could well be winston you, um... just drawing them in <laughs> yeah it's always good to have a good sidekick I, that's how i use my kids um <laughs> you you help people with um you know anxiety and and stress and you know i, I talk a lot about leadership and, and i think you know the first thing that i do with leaders is to first help them lead themselves they're going to put themselves in situations outside their comfort zone where they got to put the needs of other people before themselves and they will they will no doubt in, encounter anxiety and stress what is some of the best things that, uh, or, or, you know, some of the top tips you would recommend leaders who are experiencing kind of stress and anxiety. Yeah. Breathe before you speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's so many wonderful things you can do with the breath. Mm. Um, I'm just doing the, the master course actually for one of the, the practices that I'm in at the moment. And, um, when you go down the rabbit hole of breath work, you suddenly realize there's a hell of a lot more to the thing that we do naturally. Mm. And you're right, when it comes to leaders, it's a bit, I mean, let's face it, as a parent, you are a leader. Um, people learn by your actions, not by what you say. And if you are a stressed, anxious leader, then lo and behold, if, if, if you're a stressed and anxious parent, then your child unfortunately learns some pretty negative things about how to go through life and if you are a leader in a, a sort of a, the business world a stressed and anxious leader then unfortunately you get less respect and people you get less people wanting to follow you don't you mm. so um let's say you are going through a stressful time and as we know from sean Aker, um uh, in particular with sean Aker and his studies uh, on happiness and stress we know that short bouts of stress, of course, are actually quite good for you. It's mm -hmm. only when it becomes chronic that it's really bad. Mm -hmm. 
So if you can deal with stress, handle a stressful period, knowing that it's going to encourage adaptation in the brain and the body, um, and knowing that you've got tools that you can turn to to minimize the negative effects, uh, then it's not too bad being a leader in a stressful role. You just need to know how to handle it and know that it's it's a bit of a roller coaster and hope that it's not prolonged stress. So there are um, simple techniques. I mean, right down to things like, uh, you know, I've just had a really big meal. So uh, one of the things I do after a big meal, if I haven't been, uh, if I've known, by the way, it's a big meal, then I will do what Tim Ferriss calls stall squats. And I'll I'll move my body to get the blood flowing around and that then helps the digestion and get rid of the food quicker, to put it mm-hmm. bluntly. <laughs> After a big meal, I will then take a big deep breath in through the nose and then just exhale really, really slowly through pursed lips. So literally, you know, you take ages letting out that, that air. And I'll do that four or five times. And that, again, does two things. It, it enacts the parasympathetic, uh, parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest, uh, calm, uh, uh, part of the autonomic nervous system. But it also aids digestion. Mm. So certainly as, as, a, as a leader, if I knew that I was about to speak to the team or office or company, and I knew mm. that especially right now, there's a lot of leaders having to say some pretty mm. uh, sorry things, I would guess, then I would check in with my breath first. I'd start off with this rest, relaxed type of breathing I'd then follow it up by listening to some binaural beats. Um, do you, I'm assuming you know what binaural beats are. Do I do I not know. Yeah, okay, I love so, about that. Um, sound wave t- technology. Some of the, um, I've got three breathwork uh, examples on my um, channel that use isochronic tones, which are very similar to binaural beats. The whole idea of binaural beats is that you, you are playing two different sound waves in each ear. The brain recognizes the sound waves and then translates them into one particular brainwave pattern. Mm. So let's say, for example, you wanted to feel a hell of a lot more positive than you were two seconds ago. Then you might want to put these uh, particular binaural beats that create Mm -hmm. a certain kind of brainwave pattern, along with possibly some nice fluffy music that goes over the top. And then I would start breathing in a 4-4 rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I would be making sure that my inhale follows neatly in a cyclical fashion, in a fluid fashion with the exhale, and I'd make it very smooth. And then what I might do is I would start to slow it down, which is where you start moving into something called the Buteco method, where you're becoming very conscious of your breathing. You're, you know that you're breathing from a diaphragmatic perspective. So you're breathing from the belly first. As you inhale, the stomach protrudes. And you slow it down uh, by having this conscious awareness of the breath. That in itself, just by slowing it down and staying with a 4-4 rhythm will bring an incredible balance to the system. You know, if you've got at that point heightened heart rate or blood pressure, it will bring it right Mm. down. And the whole idea of it is that you just get it to a point where it feels like you want to take a little bit more air and you get Mm. comfortable with being uncomfortable. But in, mm. in a, you know, only just, you don't want to take it too far because 
from a yogic perspective, the whole idea of breathing is you breathe less and you're going to be healthier. Um, mm. You know, we, we know that a lot of stressed people, of course, breathe not only through the mouth, but they're breathing from the chest. So it's a far less efficient breathing method, partly because they're not taking a big lungful from the belly, but also as the air goes into the mouth, um, there's a wonderful book called Breath by James Nestor, uh, which talks a lot about this and, and also The Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McEwen. They both talk about the benefits, obviously, of nose breathing. When you breathe through the mouth, the oxygen doesn't enter the bloodstream in the same way. In fact, most of it doesn't. So therefore, it doesn't get into the tissues. So it's no wonder you feel worse. The more you hyperventilate through your mouth, of course, the problem exacerbates. So you need to keep reminding yourself, breathe through your conch and uh, uh, you, you know, use your belly and, and things like that. So, yes, yeah, I, I would definitely aim for breath first above anything else when it comes to stress and anxiety. Mm. It's just such yeah. an easy. And, it, and it's so accessible. It's so universal. It, it mm. probably applies to mums, parents currently trying to homeschool right yeah. now. And, you know, it's that, that taking that moment to breathe. I know it's uh, it's been a challenge, certainly here in this household, trying to homeschool and yeah. taking that moment to breathe is such a such a great reminder talk about flow and um i don't know whether you see i love a, a disney reference and uh, disney's latest film soul and i think the entire premise of that film soul i don't know if you've seen it but it's, no, I it's about getting this state of flow and mm. uh, you know it, it it depicts this character how when he gets into a state of flow this meditative state the soul's just you know it's doing its thing it's doing its spark it's doing what it loves and it goes off and I'd love to know kind of how flow shows up in your life and your teachings. Mm. Well, um, part of my course is exactly that. It's, um, mm. it's providing ideas uh, that will do two things. One, create more flow in general in a person's mm. life, but also over time by practicing these techniques, it will encourage more of the flow state moments that you're describing there these moments that we all at some point in our life experience. And if we've trained as a pro athlete of some kind or pro sportsman, mm. we probably will have had those flow state moments quite regularly. Um, and, you know, all of these top famous people will describe mm. these moments. Ayrton Senna has done a beautiful line on it before, you mm. know, where uh, they just state this moment where everything goes quiet and they have mm -hmm. tunnel vision. And then, you know, Ayrton Senna describes being at one with the car. He and the car are one heaven on earth exactly and th these moments in our life happen uh, according to a wonderful hungarian psychologist called this guy crazy name mihai yeah. csikszentmihalyi you probably yeah, you, you must know about him obviously with the work that you do so we know obviously that part of it is down to uh, uh, matching your the level of challenge with the level of skill that you have but then on top of that uh, you can start creating more flow in your life by following a number of techniques. So how I go through my day is the following. I wake up and I do what I call a systems check. So I am, you know, almost imagining that you're a pilot of an airplane that before takeoff, you want to do your systems check. And I do that by following a number of different methods, but I don't follow it in a prescribed fashion. That's one of the key things that I quite often tell people that it's, it's all very well being an expert in, say, one field or two fields. If you 
get to the point where you're doing that every day, exactly the same thing, your brain doesn't like that. It, it wants to be challenged. It wants, it wants changes. So you're, you're constantly guessing and your brain is guessing, your body is guessing. That's when the adaptation, adaptation and the change occurs. So I wake up, I might say have uh, roll out of bed and start doing my five Tibetan rites yoga routine. If people don't know what it is, go and check on YouTube. There's a whole load. I've done a video on it. It's a really simple, easy thing to do. Uh, and it's actually quite good fun. And what's great about it is that it just wakes the whole body up, gets the blood flowing, you breathe mm. through it, and it's just a lovely, simple exercise. Uh, I might then do some breath work. Uh, I might if need to wake my son up, so I'll go and do that. I might then follow it up with my cold shower. Uh, then I'll typically follow it up with um, uh, a nice strong black coffee. Mm. Um, a lot of the techniques that I do that I mix up all the time um, sometimes there's something called a polyvagal technique I don't know if you've ever heard of that where you're, you're uh, it's, it's, it's a bit like something called psychoneuroimmunology if you've ever come across that where you, you do an action that effectively hacks the brain it tricks the brain into changing its state mm. so one of the things I do is really simple I will um, for a minute raise my head look up to the sky and just keep staring up at the sky and there's this and, and i will fix a smile on my face so two things yep. will happen looking up has an uplifting effect on the brain mm -hmm. you you fix a smile even if it's blimmin hard to do so <laughs> fix that smile you've as we all know we've got i don't know how many muscles around our face but we got a lot yeah and you just hold it there. I've, I've, I've held a smile on my face before on a full dog walk, knowing that at the beginning of the dog walk, I wasn't feeling on top of the world. By the end of the yeah. dog walk, I was laughing like a crazy dude, uh, yeah. you know, just go giggling because I'd hacked the brain. I told my brain I'm going to be different. I told my, my brain eventually has, you know, succumbed to my, my, uh, uh, little suggestion that actually mm. we can be happier. It's really interesting. So, yeah, I mean, um, I might do that. The polyvagal stuff is very similar to that, by the way. Um, and then throughout the day, I, I do what I call in-flight checks. Mm. So I will tap into my senses. I'll go for a walk again, maybe, and I'll, I'll particularly focus on, on touch, my sensomotoric, how I'm walking, how I'm moving, uh, kinesthetic, my auditory, my, you know, I will... Mm. By focusing on those, again, it, it, again, it encourages this transient hypofrontality. Um, if I'm sat in front of the computer, I do not like staying there more than about 40 minutes. And mm -hmm. I remind myself to get off, get down and do some push-ups, get outside, do some pull-ups, do some squats, <laughs> pick up my son. Luckily, he's only six. I can still do it, and I'll squat with him. If I do push-ups, he'll jump on my back. Mm. Um, so I'm always... It can be probably quite annoying for people in the house because I am moving and I am pushing and I'm lifting all day, just mm. constantly, because I've told my brain that I love doing it. Yep. Um, and and they're all part of my little in-flight checks. Sometimes it's a little bit of breath work. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's just a kind of um, a, a movement style of, of uh, technique. It could be also... Uh, one of the, the the tricks I think to to gaining these flow states is to have a, a some kind of a challenge. Um, so I talk a lot about um, juggling being a really good mindful activity because of course mm. 
you can't your, your monkey mind can't step in when you're juggling yeah. you have to focus so people that don't like meditation or don't think they can meditate just juggle you will be meditating <laughs> um i also have one of those have you ever seen them it's a, a boxing reflex ball you have a band okay elastic, yeah, yeah. tennis ball and so i'm just you know punching this ball and because it's a tiny little boy it's quite tricky but of course I'm doing it because I enjoy it, but I, I do it also because it works wonders on the brain and it, mm. it offers a challenge. It's a manageable challenge. That's the key to it. It can't be something that's so difficult. Like, you know, I wouldn't suddenly decide to go and learn how to play the piano. I would find that hard. Mm. Um, I don't have the skill level, but, you know, something like that is a manageable challenge that you can just chuck into your day, crowbar it in. I'm going to get one. I want one. one of those, like, I can see it now. Just Yeah. Honestly, you'll love it. It's brilliant. It's, uh, I love that. Your that's children will love it too. It sounds like you're, you're hacking tweet, whether that's that's a word used often. I don't know whether it's part of your vocabulary, but you are... I try not to use it, but it is a part no, of my vocabulary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's definitely something you, you're really dialing in, you're living out. I'm just... So does, in your mind, does that, does that enable you to... How do you think? Do you think that that's helping you be better? Do you think that's helping you be your best, your peak? How do you interpret all those things that you do? Well, the weird thing, something weird happened not so long ago when I, I started to get a bit of a flow with all this stuff. Mm. Um, I suddenly realized I was excited by it all. Uh, and I think in, in sometimes you, you get that feeling. <laughs> you can obviously sense that I have a tendency to ramble. It's because on this particular subject of life enhancing activities, mm. I am excited by it. So every day, without really much exaggeration, I... I'm excited to keep exploring and experimenting with it. And, and of course, by it's, it's one of those kind of psychological ideas where one thing leads on to the other. So yeah. for a lot of people, they often ask me on my YouTube channel, how do you go through the early phases of learning how to do a cold shower? Well, hmm. in some respects, people might say, well, that's a bit of a silly question. Um, you just step in the cold and you turn it on and that's it. But actually I can understand that for a lot of people, um, uh, and women in particular, and they need mm. to be very careful with their monthly cycle, by the way. Mm. You know, I think uh, that that's a, a, a point worth mentioning, that it can take some time. So I figured out a little, I'm going to use the word hack. So I figured out a little hack <laughs> that is a way of tricking the brain into enjoying the cold shower. And by doing this, if you have a partner, if you have children, if you have other people living with you, they will consider you a bit nutty. But... <laughs> obviously when you start doing cold showers there are these involuntary occurrences you scream maybe yep. you uh swear you do various things like that sounds like you stood on lego uh, yes exactly yeah yeah exactly <laughs> what i do and what i did do initially and i now do it because i just enjoy doing it is i started making positive sounds so I was going, woohoo, and, and literally just, uh, or, or singing or being like a Viking, you know, making, you know, just funny yeah. guttural sounds. And what I noticed was that eventually I was telling my brain that I was enjoying it so that not only did my brain remember the after effects, because of course, after a cold shower, everybody feels good. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine many people don't feel good after a cold shower. It's just the bit in between that people don't mm. like. So what you can do is in the same way that your brain remembers the bit after, you can also get your brain to remember the bit between that actually isn't as bad as you think. Mm. Um, 
and you, especially if you aim the cold water at the back of your neck, that slows yep. down your heart rate, obviously, uh, because you've got the mammalian dive reflex. And also if you breathe into it as well. So whilst you're also doing these funny, quirky noises uh, <laughs> and saying, wahoo and yada, 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 um, you could also do occasional kind of slow exhales that just help you stay in there longer. So, yeah, I think this is where I am now that, that I experiment with everything deliberately i want and this is just for my own benefit and if i find that something works then i might say on on my channel by the way i've just tried this with this and it seems to work quite well but also because i just have this very different mindset to the one i had before i i'm enjoying the journey so much that i want to keep trying new things i want to keep experimenting with it um it, it excites me now i love that I've really enjoyed our conversation. I'd love to know what the phrase always better than yesterday means to you. Well, I mean, I, I think whilst every day for me over the last few years hasn't always been better mm -hmm. than the day before, I think over time by working on my mind and my positive psychology that I, I have a belief, obviously, there's nothing you can do about the past. Um, you can only work on the present and the future. You can only work on the now. The more you experience the now, the present moment, uh, the, the more your life is going to flow. So mm. really, I guess for me, it's kind of always better than the second before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, to, mm. just to really mm. mix it up there. Yeah. Uh, Call to know, action. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your your wisdom, your heart, your mind. I'll add your YouTube channel and, and uh, links to all your website, your courses in, in, in the show notes so that people don't have to go off and go and find those. Uh, and I'd just be honoured for you to leave us a final thought from your good self. If Okay, the final thought would be this. If three and a half years ago I had ever thought of myself doing this in this fashion in such an excitable enthusiastic way i i wouldn't have believed it mm. and i would have assumed that this is just pure fabrication and and there's no way i could turn my life into that but just through following a succession of practices bit by bit you really can change how you view the world how you interact with others um, and you can establish a new path and it all comes down to intention. Uh, I figured that actually it's how you uh, intend to go through the day uh, that makes a really big difference. And it's not easy, of course. You know, if you were to say that to somebody that's in a, a pretty sorry state right now, they'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I even get to that bit? <laughs> so it's, it's little by little. And things like the breath, things like yoga, things like, you know, meditation, if you can do it, just tap 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 and eventually things will happen mm. so underrated <laughs> david thank you so much for your time my friend thank you thanks for having me i i, I know i ramble a lot but i've appreciated not being at here <laughs> not at all loved it take care thank my you. friend cheers there we go episode 117 with david florence hope that's inspired your own journey in some way hope that your curiosity has been spiked. Um, I know that getting off this call with, with David the very next day 
Um, I've been doing the Wim Hof challenge with with cold showers anyway, and uh, that little mindset trick to teach your body to enjoy it while it's happening. I'd, I'd been very good at um, just doing it anyway, doing it through gritted teeth because I knew that the good uh, feeling and the benefits would come on the other side of it. But trying to trick the brain to enjoy making those noises my kids and my wife thought I was absolutely nuts but I tell you what it made it a lot more of an enjoyable experience Um, it's definitely something to persist with I'm I'm still showing up doing uh, where are we now we're in March so I've been doing over two months worth of cold showers sometimes they don't get any easier but we still keep showing up I'd love to know your own journey how are you seeking to become a better version of you in your heart, your mind, your body. Let us know. Hope that you've enjoyed the conversation with David. Um, And yeah, message. Message myself, message David directly if you have any questions. Um, And if you want to head to his channel, find out lots more about some of the tools, techniques that he uses, and obviously sign up for his his coaching programs or or his course that he has running as of the 17th of March. Um, And I look forward to having you back next, next time, next week. Always love.